Lions just recovered a fumble. Bits of wisdom. It's Harry Ludini, I'm pretty sure. That's when it kind of becomes Home Improvement After Dark. I guess that leaves us at the question of the week. Mmm, very good. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but a really cool aerial shot of the table. Reasonably funny. User review. Does everybody know what time it is? Home and podcast time. That's right, Binford Tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast. My name is Adam, you all know my co-host, Jordan, Jason Voorhees, Lions. <laughs> Jason what? Jason Voorhees, it's Friday the 13th, man. Oh, is it? Oh wow, yeah. I didn't even know, that's creepy. Did you know that Friday the 13th is, that's the Jason Voorhees franchise, or would yes. that have been? Okay, alright, well. Yeah. I know him more just by the name Jason. The fact that you put a last name on it is a little bit confusing to me. Ah, uh, well, I, uh, we've been working our way through those Friday the 13th movies for, like, the last year, and there's, uh, I don't know if there's, there, there's a lot of them. There's, like, probably 12 or 14 or something, and we're on nine, so mm. uh, I know a lot about the entire franchise and would be happy to, to talk about that. So, spin, spin-off podcast, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I feel like they should have stopped at 13. Yeah, I don't think they did. <laughs> There's also <laughs> a lot of, like, this is not that interesting, but with the case of, like, these Friday the 13th movies or the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, they'll do a lot of, like, you know, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, The Final Nightmare, and then they made, like, three movies, you know? Or, like, Friday the 13th. Like, you know, they'll signify it's going to be the last one, and then a year later they'll make another one. So it uh, wasn't a lot of thought being put into these. these yeah, those time. marketing geniuses know how to pe- get people in the seats. They're, you know, they're not as good at marketing as perhaps you or I. <laughs> Is this a, a segue into our bustling, super popular giveaway that's just going crazy right now? I mean, I think we should talk about the giveaway, Jordan. For whatever reason, it's, it hasn't spread like wildfire in a way that I think we both expected. You know, you, you dangle a, a Tim Allen softcover book in front of people with our autographs in it, and you think like people are just going to jump and... You know, you just... know, I think people are forgetting that there is also a Home and Podcast sticker in there. I think that I forgot that as well, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it bears it bears uh repeating and and we obviously need to do a little bit more guerrilla marketing uh kind of like al in that or that halloween episode earlier this season wasn't yeah. he a gorilla or was that two different gorillas he was, he was he was a gorilla yeah well viral marketing we we've got some work to do that's what i'm trying to say yeah so uh we should talk about the giveaway though, though since we are kind of talking about it so are we talking about it we're talking about it so uh this month jordan the lawnmower is coming. <laughs> the lawnmower man. This, <laughs> this month, is Friday the thirteenth. You're gonna die by the, lawn, the lawnmower. By man. lawnmower. Happy Death Day. That's another one that's out right now. I. Uh, okay, we'll talk about the giveaway. So, uh, expiring October thirty first. Just as October is expiring, our giveaway is expiring. And uh, what we're giving away is a hardcover copy of Tim Allen's so- soft best. Cover. Yeah, we wish it was hardcover. A softcover <laughs> edition of Tim Allen's number one New York Times best-selling text, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. You might remember it from episodes one through, I don't know, 20, 30, when I used to do bits of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know it's good. You know it's got humor. You know it's poignant, and you know it's important as Is well. this the book that was out at, at that moment when Tim had like the number one TV show, <laughs> the number one yeah. book, and the number one That's movie? That's like the... Yeah, that, I've this is a that. piece of history. I, since since we started that this podcast, I've probably read that like a thousand times. It's the times only on time various. it's ever happened, Adam. I don't know if that's true since then, but pro- probably, I guess. I guess it probably is. But uh, yeah, so what we're asking for, or if you want to be entered in this, this giveaway, you just have to do one of two things. One, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, Painless, you know, simple, free. It's It's easy. You don't have to write in any captions. You don't have to give us any actual feedback. All you have to do is find the star rating, one, two, three, four, five, and click five. Uh, if you Please. don't like the podcast, <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear your opinion, Frank. If you don't I like don't... the podcast, then you can do the other option. <laughs> yeah, then you can donate uh, via Patreon and uh, for up to a uh, dollar a month, you know, you can you can donate to the show. So we're looking for Patreon uh, donors and or iTunes reviews. Uh, and uh, everyone that does that will be entered, and we will randomly select someone at the end of the month. And we'll, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna mail you the book. It's autographed. It's real nice. We're gonna give you a sticker. We're gonna 
probably give you a really nice podcast shout out as well. So uh, get on that. It, October is <laughs> it's about halfway done, Jordan. My goodness, by the time this comes out, it will be over halfway done. So and if, I, I will keep this book if I have to. <sighs> yeah, and nobody wants that. It looks pretty good spent, on my bookshelf. You've spent a lot of time with that book already, so really for your sake, we need to get out of yeah, the house. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't need to read it anymore. So, uh, yeah, please uh, enter the contest if you're interested, and uh, we will keep talking about this uh, until the end of the month. So, mm. What are we going to talk about in this episode? Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to start the episode yet. I wanted to talk to you about... <laughs> oh, sickness? Jordan. No, I don't want to talk about that. What, what have you been doing this week? What have I been doing this week? Nothing crazy. Uh, it's just been a pretty normal work week. I have, picking up on the Halloween theme, this year... I like to read a Halloween-themed book. Mm -hmm. So I got Frankenstein, Dracula, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So I'm working my way through Frankenstein right now. Frankenstein's a good read, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like it so far. And I, in college, I had to read a graphic novel version of it for a class I had. So this is a little bit different than that. Frankenstein or a modern Prometheus, mm. if you will. Yep. Uh, that is a good read. Well, that's interesting, Jordan. Uh, in terms of my week... Fairly busy uh, about midterms here at the, uh, the community college scape. Yeah, every uh, time I send you a podcast related like email, you just send back one one word back to like, say like okay, good, I like it. <laughs> so you're busy. Move I can forward. tell. I, I'm, I'm busier than usual. Uh, I did see the the film uh, Battle of the Sexes last night, which is about the Billie Jean King. Bobby oh, how Riggs. was that? I wanted to you go know, see that. It's quite good. Yeah, we enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, we were the only ones in the theater, which, you know, that happens from time to time, but it's always yeah. kind of noteworthy when it does. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. I, I, it was funny. It was well, obviously, like Steve Carell and Emma Stone are about as good as it gets, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think you'd like it. I can't imagine someone not liking it. But uh, mm. yeah, we, we definitely enjoyed that one. Yeah, so. Andrew and I are going to go see that, I think, maybe next week or something. Firm we'll recommend. See. Firm recommend. Good, good. And well, what else would you like to discuss? Because it seems like you don't want to get into this episode. Are I you like to just, I'm ready to discuss the kernel. I just wanted to. I wanted to get my battle of the sexes plug out there. Oh, you know? In okay. the same way, I wanted to. I wanted to talk about the Dark Tower. I, I felt compelled to because I I don't think Battle of the Sexes is. You know, I just getting, finished the first the, book of the Dark Tower series. Jordan, the Man in Black fled across the desert, and the Gunslinger followed. You know, mm. so, did you like it? I actually didn't like it that much, but I'll keep reading. I can say, I can tell you with confidence, the second book is definitely more compelling. Good. There's, well, there's and some main characters that come in and that are considerably more interesting, and it's almost an entirely different, I mean... Well, and the first book is based on like a lot of different short stories he had, right? So he just kind of like ties them together? Well, I wouldn't so much as, I wouldn't say that necessarily, but the second book is... Uh, quite a bit different more contemporary uh it's better than the first one I, in my opinion the first one's yeah. a little slow, a little slow I, I i've say. heard i've heard a lot of good things so uh you know I, I didn't enjoy it too much but i will keep going at least for the second one it's and short I'll, too so. I'll, I'll let you yeah. know how it goes let me know all right well let's uh let's talk the kernel jordan let's talk the kernel um and before we get into the formal episode with all of the nitty-gritty details and all the poignant observations that we come out with we should say that this episode is sponsored by a fellow podcast covering 90s uh 90s everything they go through like what happened in specific weeks in the 90s but that is stuck in the 90s and they've recorded a little ditty for you to hear so here it is hello and welcome to an ad for stuck in the 90s we are a weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999 and everything that took place in them. We're your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. If you like the 90s even half as much as we do, check out our show. We bring you back. We show you what it was like to live during that week in a random year of the 90s. It's fun. Stuck in the 90s podcast.com. Websites existed in the 90s. Check us out. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to Stuck in the 90s podcast. Definitely give those guys a listen. Back to episode 65, The Colonel. And uh, this is written by that illustrious power couple duo, Rosalind Moore and Howard J. Morris. They last did Slip Sledding Away. And before that, they did Blow Up. Two of our very favorites. Yeah, they don't have a great track record. Uh, no. This one, I in my opinion, is an improvement on, on those two, though. <clears throat> this one aired February 9th, 1994. Lots of plot keywords. I don't know if there's any that you want to go into or not. 
but if not, oh, we've no, got I like our... Alexa mother-son relationship. <laughs> Very specific. No, not, not uh, necessary for me. So let's get into our alternative titles then. I had a really tough time. I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> like six. You uh, know what? That's, that doesn't mean down. you had a tough time. That means you I'm had lots of ideas to, flowing. I'm going to trim it down to five. Uh, trim it down to five. <laughs> none of these are good. None of them are good. All right. Well, you got to start then because you've okay. got five and I've got three. All right. So, I mean, there, I think there was one, there was one uh, piece of like pop culture that was kind of very available, and I, I, I tried to do that, and I don't know that it worked. So the episode is called The Colonel. So my first one is... The Colonel's Eleven Secret Chapters. <laughs> Why eleven? Oh, just because that's the that's the ingredients, right? Yeah, Is that the number? I mean, okay. I'm I'm doomed if if you don't understand that one, then the rest of them are going to be. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know if there was also an eleven. 11 the Colonel has eleven secret ser- herbs and spices. Yeah, I the didn't Colonel... know if there was an eleven also in the episode. That would have been too good for you. Eleven from Stranger Things. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Here comes the weed whacker. Uh, thank goodness. We need something after that. All right. My first one is Your Book Pucks. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. All right. Uh, this one is pretty high concept, I would say, <laughs> which basically means it doesn't work. All right. The Colonel's Daughter in the Kitchen with the Knife. Oh, Clue, huh? Yeah, Clue, you know, back, backstabbing Tim. Actually, know. you know what? I do like that one. Thank you. All right. Uh, my second one, you know, they mentioned this a lot, so it, it reminded me of a segment they should probably do on Tool Time, which is the salute to the green suit. Yours are quite good. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my suit one. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is real bad. All right, here we go. Avocado, no thanks to that suit. <laughs> Yeah. That is brutal. Why don't you do one more? Because I got one left and you got like three. Alright. Don't upset daddy. Like the game Don't Wake Daddy. I don't know if you remember those commercials. I don't, but you know, it's is really that a weird, 90s it's, commercial? It's actually a really strange board game where like the game, the concept of the game is like, I don't really, I never played the game, sneak but like around. I guess the concept is like you try to sneak around and you don't want to wake up your dad, which I don't know, it seems kind of strange. They got board games for everything nowadays. Don't wake daddy. It's yeah. It's like just uh, the title itself is. is <clears throat> it's no but, monopoly. Let's just say that. Or a uh, hilarious handyman game. Hmm. Good plug. All right. So my last one. You can't handle the truth. Man, yours are so much better than mine. I I think about that movie, A Few Good Men, almost every week, and I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> what All what right. is what is prompting you to think about that every week? I just like it. I think about okay. it a lot. All right. Last one. Uh. National Treasure 2, colon, <laughs> Book of Military Secrets. That's entirely for you. Yeah, that was... Oh, oh my gosh, that's so bad. Is that yeah. your last one? Yeah, that was it. I went out with a whimper. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you've had better weeks, but at least you made me laugh. I knew I, I knew I was, it was a down week. I, I, just, I just didn't have it. Let's just say you were distracted by weed whackers and lawn mowing. It's never ending around here. <laughs> All right. You so. want to live in a nice apartment complex, you got to deal with seemingly constant maintenance, I guess. That's a uh, double-edged sword. Sounds like your rent price is paying for it. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> All right, so plot synopsis by Skagari66. Oh, no, Skagari. <laughs> Everything's very spooky thing it's, it's scary today on this uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. When Jill's father comes to visit, their relationship is strained by their longtime inability to have an honest talk. But this causes problems when, her opinion, or when he asks her opinion on a book he's written about his military career. Skagari always skips. Also, I mean, he, really, he focuses on the main plot line. Yeah, it's funny that you would put but in that sentence, because but would mean that like their relationship, not having the ability to have an honest talk, isn't really that bad of a thing until this situation arises. Well, I mean, Gary's coming in with his own experiences with parents and, you know, father figures, so hi. What are we to say? Yeah. <laughs> what are we to say? We are to say what this episode's about, so I guess we should start doing that, huh? Let's get into it. All right, so we're going to open on Tool Time. Tim and Al are sitting atop a shoe shine stand and uh, get ready for a lot of S's in that 
in this scene here. The logo is blue, which is different than the red, and is hopping with legs this time. It hops through quite a bit, but this well, one has legs. I had a pair of sneakers on as well. Keeping, yeah, it was kind of, shoes. it was frightening to me. The legs was, were frightening. They were was, stubby and short okay. and just scary to me. Another Friday the 13th kind of thing, you know? I, I know. All right, so this episode, as they like to do, is also about male improvement. <laughs> I think we should start doing that. Home and podcast isn't <laughs> just a, about homes. It's also about males. We no, might only be about male improvement. Yeah, We're not about true. home improvement. That's true. Uh, men in their shoes. Shoe repair, shoe shining, shoe trees, shoe horns. And for shoe trees and shoe horns, we have great visuals to go with those. What's a shoe tree was my question. It's those things that go inside of like your dress shoes to keep their shape. They're often oh. wooden. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't, uh, I'm not familiar with that really. They're for fancy folks. Like, like me. I have a lot of really fancy shoes, so weird that I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> and then uh, shoehorn, they're, you know, they help you get into your shoe, and they've got great pictures. Shoes on trees. Uh, is it a shoe blowing a horn? I forget, but it's all very funny. Um, they talk about repairing damaged shoes. They do, like I said, those S-word jokes, so it's like shoes sheen for sure and stuff like that. It's not particularly funny. Al is kind of ignoring Tim's jokes here, and I'd like to do that too, but we can't. And then our favorite thing about home improvement, I think, is Tim's jokes about Al's mom. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's. I thought it was funny because I'd never seen anything quite like it before. It's really unique. <laughs> so Al's mom is ginormous, as we know, mm-hmm. and apparently she has boots sized maybe I don't know, one fifty, two hundred, because our Tim brings out these giant work boots that are, I don't know, just. Something that maybe Frankenstein could even They're fit like into. They're like five times the size of a normal shoe. Yeah. Uh, and it gets worse from here somehow. Tim puts on puts the shoes on his hands, and he starts doing a soft shoe, which I didn't know this is what this was, but it's kind of a, a dance routine back in vaudeville days. Um, starts like hitting Al every so often when he's doing this little tap dance. And the crowd really likes it. I don't know why, but they do. And Al is offended, not so much by getting hit by these shoes or by the jokes that Tim puts at his mother's expense, but at the routine, his soft shoe routine. So Al breaks it down for real. He he takes center stage, spotlights on him, starts doing a little tap dance of his own. Um, that's yeah. the opening, <laughs> opening yeah, scene. Yeah, I, I haven't said much because I didn't really like it. Uh, I, I would add to the... I spent some time on the soft shoe Wikipedia page, and I would say highly, I. highly recommend... Uh, <laughs> It is a vaudeville uh, type of dance. Essentially, you are tap dancing without taps. So you mm. are just doing the tap dancing routine in soft shoes. Uh, I didn't, didn't mind watching Al do it, I guess. Uh, it was different, I suppose. It, the opening scene was mostly not funny, but uh, it salvaged it a little bit at the end with Al's kind of brief song and dance. He's he, seemed, a man he seemed happy to be doing it. He's a man of many talents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got right. the theater background. He's got that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, my. Oh, yeah. Are you talking to the Karn Man? Yeah, the Karn Man. Not so uh, much uh, yeah. Al Borland. He, he, can, he can do it all. He's a heck of an interview. Go back and listen to our episode. All right. <laughs> Side yard. Uh, Jordan, the Randy has a bad athlete plot. Just continue. <laughs> sure Randy, does. It's like a fumble a fumble scenario all over again, but they've with done hockey. It with, have they done it with every sport? Or They've definitely done it with, with Baseball, football, right? They do it with baseball. I don't. I don't recall. But uh, he couldn't he, catch or something. I think. Yeah, he's just bad at sports, which is why he'll end up, you know, like going to Costa Rica because there's no sports there. <laughs> That's exactly I why I went to Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's he's for some reason he's terrible at hockey, but they make him the goalie, which you know, is, I don't follow hockey. You know, kind a ton, of an important but position. Seems like it's an important position. He gave up 15 goals uh, last <laughs> week, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, why, you know what? Brad only got a fifteen on his math test. Okay, so. but here's the thing, Jordan. That's not you got a a fifteen add more what to that joke? Yeah, fifty. <laughs> is it a, if it's a fifteen out of fifteen? Pretty good. Fifteen out of twenty, less good. Still okay. Fifteen out of a hundred, not so good. Or fifteen percent. You know, IEP IEP territory. <laughs> uh, Tim is he's setting up a puck a puck shooting machine. The puck so chucker. That, yeah, the puck chucker. So that you know, it's like a it's, a, it's like a pitching machine in baseball. He's putting pucks in there. And he's going to shoot him at Randy so Randy can practice. The first one he puts in doesn't go very far. And I really actually thought Brad's reaction to this it was, was, great. Quite, was, was quite funny. He walks <laughs> over. The puck goes like a foot. He walks over and kind of picks up and goes, just seems like really astonished and dumbfounded. And Sarcasm impressed. here. It's, it's great. It's, it's really, yeah. yeah, it's quite funny. Um, 
that's essentially it for that scene, right? That might be my favorite part of the episode. It's one of the better Brad moments to date, In I would say. a long time. It's, it's, he really delivers it quite well. I, I, was, I was surprised. Yeah, he definitely got more than a 15% on his math test with those kind of jokes. So, uh, yeah, we move from the side yard to the indoors, and Jill is setting up the table as they wait for the colonel. And he... You know, Tim's wondering when he's going to get there. He'll be right on time. He's he's there when he says he's going to be there, which is 1,700 uh, hours. And then they kind of do the first of many instances where Tim cannot quite understand military line, or military line, military <laughs> you, time. It doesn't sound like you can understand it either. Well, did you ever learn military time? I, I know military time, yeah. Uh, when, I was in, uh, when I was in Brazil for a summer, uh, a lot of the clocks were set to military time, so I was forced to learn it then. Do you, know, yeah. do, you under, do you understand it? I do. There was a, I don't know if it was like a, a console where you play, it's like a speaker and it plays CDs and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. cassettes back in the day. For some reason it was set in military time, so mm-hmm. I learned it from that. Right. It's not especially hard to understand, but no, Tim, but Tim for Tim it is. Time. Yeah, they get every, a lot of mileage out of that. You know, every private in the army gets it on the first day, but Tim not so much. So well, they also kind of like probably have to. So, you know, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind know. of crucial to what's going to be happening for the rest of their military career. But so we learned that Nana or uh, Jill's mom is not going to be coming. She needs a break from dad, so it's just going to be the colonel. The doorbell rings. The colonel enters. He is a jovial man. He comes in, hugs Jill. Tim is saluting. I guess mockingly, um, but also with some sort of reverence, because we see that their relationship is kind of nice. Um, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so he, they get along. Tim calls him Sir, uh, which the Colonel likes, and you know he, he jokes with him about Guns and Roses, and they have good banter. About his, they, his they have Lincoln. Good banter. Yeah, yeah. It's a good relationship. So, and we do learn that they're getting tool time on satellite in texas which i don't know if we already learned I that still, or not yeah we nana mentioned that i still don't really understand the logistics of that but you know I we don't have to whatever yeah so he's excited for the guns and knives show like i said tim makes a joke about guns and roses he also wants water from the tap though not yeah. any of that hippie bottled crap so i, I like that line. that's a really dated joke but i it is kind of funny it's yeah. good the kids come in to see grandpa and they stand at attention and they're doing their little salutes randy salutes too early i don't know if you noticed this yeah and then mark salutes way too late just nobody gets it but brad yeah but grandpa wants to give them a haircut their hair is kind of long so I, I can see that. They end up breaking into a hug, and we you know we see the military facade break down into some, some love here. And Mark wants to know right away, what, what kind of present did they bring Mark, Mark uh, is, and the he's, boys? He's lacking any kind of tact. I'll say that much. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. He brought them shrapnel, uh, and they immediately want to take it and show it to their buddy Jeremy. Um, apparently it came from his body, but we don't know where in his body. Uh, yeah, the joke is like, don't ask me where. I don't know, is it like his butt or something? Like, mm. It would have been, been funny if he said that. <laughs> it came from my butt. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about this actor. Uh, so the colonel's played by M. Emmett Walsh, who is like a, he's, he's kind of a Hall of Fame character actor, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in a lot of stuff. 219 credits to his name. Uh, most known for Blade Runner, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, Wild Wild West, Blood Simple. Uh, of late, he's been in Adventure Time, Empire, more TV stuff of late. But mm-hmm. uh, 80s and 90s, this guy was in a lot of movies. I don't a, remember. A lot of smaller parts. You know, Blade Runner, obviously, they have the, the second thing with Ron Gosling mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford. I don't remember him from the first one. I, again, had to watch that for a class. Really? Uh, the same class, the Frankenstein class. It was a dystopian okay. class. And uh, we watched that movie, but I don't remember him from that, so I'll have to go back and rewatch it. I'll have, have to check it out. Uh, yeah, he's in a lot, a lot of movies. He's a boss. But, uh, he's good. I actually really like him in this. I think, uh, yeah, it's a case of them getting a, a good actor that, that quite fits the role. So I definitely mm-hmm. bought him as the colonel. Yeah, for sure. So that's the end of the colonel entering the Taylor home to begin with. Uh, later on at home, Tim and Jill... Oh, we should say that he did bring a gift... Jordan. Not just you're, for you're, the boys. You're you're gla- you're glossing over the entire the, the, the entire the, plot. I, that shows you how much I like this. Okay. Um, so Tim is jealous. You know he didn't get a gift right away, and uh, the colonel says, "I gave you my daughter." Tim says, "I'm kind of sick of playing with that one." 
So that's weird. The colonel takes it in stride. He doesn't even really <laughs> respond I to it. I don't know. If you, were gonna, if you were a colonel and you heard that, I feel like you'd maybe get a little more upset. But I think yeah. this just goes to show that their relationship is sol- rock solid. Colonel's chill. Uh, yeah, he brought a book, a book that he wrote, a manuscript about his military career. That's a book of military secrets. It's something <laughs> of a national treasure. National treasure, too. Yeah. Uh, later at home, after the scene is over, Tim and Jill are reading this. And this reminds me of when he used well, to send also, me. He, well, Jordan, I don't know. You really are rushing through this. He wants he, the goal here is to have Jill pass it along. She's working for the sure. magazine, and he wants her to pass it along to the he publisher. He wants it in. He's hoping yeah, he's kind of using his daughter as an in. He wants to get it published. <laughs> so there's a certain pressure as they read it to to like it and then pass it along. Sure. So. Sorry. Maybe you should take the next. Uh, I, I will happily. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just so not. The, you just that you. I don't think you understand a lot of episodes. We this watch is very confusing. To you me. don't. You don't necessarily understand. I so don't understand how. favors. I don't understand ins. I certainly don't understand literature. So they're both reading the manuscript uh, on the couch, and they're sort this, of. This is exactly what I do when you send me your plays and like your college papers <laughs> on Chuck Klosterman. I print them out. I sit on the couch. I read them with my reading glasses. <laughs> I hope you like them better than they like this. They, uh, they first they kind of do these sort of backhanded compliments. They're like, you know, it's very detailed. Lots uh, of facts. Lots of facts. Not not much for characters. But eventually, they both kind of come to the consensus that it, it's boring. You know, it's just boring. It's very can dry. I, can I say they have the wrong scope for this book? Maybe. Yeah. Did they think it was like fiction or like a memoir? I mean, there's tons of books out there that are, like, about military tactics and strategy. Like, The Art of War is all about that, and that's, like, a super-duper, incredibly famous book. Um, but, yeah, they, they just instantly are thinking there needs to be characters and plot and story, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Jill thought it was going to be, like, born on the 4th of July or, like, a, like some sort of, like, a... a historical fiction yeah i guess so but yeah it's not that and therefore she just kind of agree, they both agree that it's just like bad no they don't yeah they don't i never actually had that's interesting i hadn't really considered that they maybe they should have changed their like their scope or considered you know that maybe it was something different than what they thought but they both just kind of agree that it's bad mm. and uh they don't want oh jill doesn't want to tell the truth to her father jill mm-hmm. has real issues with her parents i think we've learned that she has i mean like it's kind of crazy this is basically the same thing that she had a problem with when her mom came it's true yeah so they that's just, a, that is my problem with this episode. jill comes from a broken home apparently <laughs> uh we only hear about that when her parents come visit but she doesn't want to tell the truth to her father uh because she knows he won't take it well he doesn't take criticism well she doesn't want to hurt his feelings so tim She's, you know, they both kind of agree that Tim will, uh, he'll kind of get the ball rolling. Like he'll, mm. he'll start, he'll set Jill up and then she'll slam at home. Uh, something of a, an alley-oop, if you will, for you, those of you that are basketball inclined. Jordan, Basketball you are. season starting soon. That's right. Uh, I just wrote here that like Jill is kind of infantilized. Like she is afraid of hurting her father's feelings. She's just kind of incapable of talking to her parents at this all. This is it's, really the return of like irrational Jill. Yeah. And we talk about it, it comes out maybe three times a season. It doesn't really fit her character. I don't, yeah. This unresolved parent issues are, are the bane of her existence. Um, I also did write here that Tim has reading glasses. I don't think we've seen that before. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really think of Tim as being much of a reader, but you know... Colonel comes in with his uh, eleven secret chapters, <laughs> and he's and obliged. You got, you got to sit down. Uh, so yeah, they, they basically they agree that uh, that Jill or that Tim will uh, get the ball rolling, and then the the conversation kind of like he he uh, Tim calls her out, which he is right to do, saying that you know like it's kind of crazy that you won't talk to your father about this, and she. You know, you would you would call me out if you didn't like something I was doing, and then Jill Jill says that she does not you know always voice her uh, dissatisfaction with him, and then she cites a, a certain green suit that was worn. <laughs> oh uh, avocado. And we're gonna learn a lot more about this suit. I kind of like the. I, I actually kind of think the green suit stuff works. Oh, but good, good. Yeah. I'm glad somebody did. All right. So later on, we go back outside uh, side yard again. We're gonna try this puck chucker again. Tim has his own gear on, which is kind of like a chair cushion that has been cut and fashioned, but also looks like it has been re-sewn because it has like edges and everything to fit his legs and his chest. Um, he's he, he starts walking to the goal, and on his way, he gets hit in the butt by a puck. And the machine looks pretty janky. Like, this machine looks like a... 
I don't know, like a pet carrier, and then on top of it, they put like uh, just a tube that has a couple cutouts in it. So I'm not sure if we're supposed to think that he made this machine himself or he bought it. I think he says he bought it and he's gonna I make think alterations. He bought it and then he's trying to soup it up. Yeah, no wonder it doesn't work that well. You just weren't you weren't impressed by the production value here. I guess not. <laughs> a good goalie is always prepared, and uh, as I said, Tim gets shot on the way and he's not prepared, but. Uh, and also, they, there's the insinuation that Brad's aiming at his penis. That's right. So they <laughs> he starts like getting in the goal, and uh, Brad starts shooting, and he, he hits him in various spots, including <laughs> one near the groin section. So, groin pains, groin pains, <laughs> groin pains all over again. Okay. Season two. Uh, Mark asks. They they move on quickly from this, and they Mark asks when Grandpa's going to get up. And Chim again cannot do military math. He says that Grandpa went to bed at. 2300 hours he's gonna sleep for nine hours which is 32 hours 3200 hours minus 12 so he's gonna get up at 2000 hours you didn't you didn't think that was funny no you really did not like you i don't i don't know that you were as receptive to the humor in this episode as you should have I been, not, I'm, I'm finding all these things kind of amusing why what's so funny about him still not being able to do military math because just like stupid i don't know he's dumb I think it, <laughs> he's I think not I, dumb though because he can at least communicate with his parents or tell Jill how well, she should communicate. Don't, you him. don't have to be intelligent to be able to have a solid relationship with your parents. It's I also like find it hard to believe that like a man who has to do all this like home improvement stuff. He could nice fish, ma- Jordan, but he can't do math. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. All he does is make measurements. And there cuts are people and stuff. that are, uh, you know, that are able to build things and do things that probably like failed their high school math classes. So maybe it's just not a direct translation. I'm just trying to stand up for the everyman here. Hey, I'm you know? not saying that he needs to know how to do calculus, but it seems like simple addition and subtraction <laughs> seems like calculus, something he could handle. See, finger man, calculus. <laughs> stand and deliver. You know what? No, you but you did a great rendition. Stand, stand and deliver the. The Jaime Escalante, you know, how can I reach these kids? Really? How can I reach I these kids? I watched that in high school. I don't know how you would have gone to the same high school as me and not seen that six times, because I feel like I watched it. No, I watched times. School Ties a lot instead. <laughs> that's just, that's worse. That's actually worse. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. It was school. Right. Picking up. Pick up the plot. Pick up the plot. All right. So, Tim goes inside after failing his math test here, just like Brad did earlier. Jill says it's time to lie, and Tim doesn't want to do it because you know the colonel. The colonel's gonna, the colonel's gonna come down here. Um, Tim decides that he's gonna tell him get the ball rolling. Right, they're gonna do it as a team. Tim's gonna be tactful, and Jill will back him up. The colonel comes down, and he asks, you know, how'd the book go? Did you like it? Jill- Wouldn't that have been? I don't mean to interrupt you, but is the insinuation here that they read the book like overnight? Because it, it is very a thick. giant book. Yeah, that's what we're to believe here, unless. Time has passed and they haven't really talked about it, which I guess is possible. Yeah, right. fair enough. It seems fair like enough. home improvement time. Uh, <laughs> so, Not, as opposed to military time. Yeah, a little bit different. Keep. Yeah, one's confusing, the other is more confusing. So, <laughs> Jill avoids and deflects right away. Like she, she goes she's to a make him. Yeah, she's a coward. She goes to make coffee. She asks what kind of breakfast he wants instead of actually answering. Tim steps up. He says. It's a bit wordy. Uh, it's a little weird that there's no people and no plot and no story. I think this scene's really funny. No, this is fine. I, yeah. This is fine. Uh, the colonel kind of ignores his advice right away um, and says he wouldn't know good literature if it bit him in the butt. And so he appeals to Jill. And Jill, at this point, is supposed to back Tim up, right? That's what they agreed. And Jill quickly succumbs to the colonel's pressure and says, you know, it's the best book she ever read. She loved it. So Yeah. It's funny. She is a coward, as you said. She's such a coward. She would never have made it in the military. <laughs> I don't know how the colonel raised a daughter that's so laden, Five of co- them. laden in cowardice. Uh, there's a there's a line in this scene where Tim is like the colonel. I can't. I wish I would have wrote it down. The wording is really funny. Where like uh, I just can't think of it. But basically, the colonel says something about Tim not. I don't know. I, I I guess I can't think of it. But there, there's just some good lines in this in this scene. What is it about? Like it's in regards able- to the book, uh, and it's it's after Tim has said, you know, it's a little bit wordy. Uh, it was a little bit dry, and then the colonel says, I I, I just can't. It's not can't, the bit you in the butt thing. It's something else you're saying. Yeah, it's something else. It, it's oh. I I can't, I can't think of it. So mm, well, that's too bad. I wish I could because I liked it a lot, but mm, I didn't okay. write it down. My notes have failed me. That's all right. Later on, Tim is reading the paper, 
as he does only when things have gone bad. In the <laughs> only house. When, you know, it's like it's they're fighting, things are awkward, he's trying to distract himself. Time to read the paper. Jill comes over to see if he needs anything. I suppose this is after breakfast because we see the table is littered with a bunch of empty plates and stuff. Uh, she's aware of her uh, indiscretions. Yeah. Mm, she I is. She, she has Temporar- to be, Temporarily. Yeah. Jill comes over, like I said, asks if he needs anything. He says, take the knife out of my back. He's, he says she sold him out. Uh, and Jill quickly, you know, instead of feeling bad about what she did, she turns on him and calls him selfish. Yeah, this is insane. Like, yes. I would, the I irrational Jill. She is Tim back. handles it very well, but I would have, I would have just like walked to the side yard and souped up the puck <laughs> machine again <laughs> and started shooting it. I would have just done slap shots at the, you know, at the small goal. <laughs> This is so. Jill says this is between Jill and her dad. He should be more supportive of Jill in this situation. If it's between and, Jill and her dad, why is she forcing Tim to, to, <laughs> to, to take like, the lead? To take the lead. Ugh. And and like you said, he does take it pretty well. He just says like, "What?" He cannot understand like how crazy she is being at this moment. Yeah. And uh, I agree. The colonel comes down again and reiterates how Tim has no taste. And he says, for example, remember that green suit that he wore? Oh, man, nothing better than a callback. Mm, This is the third suit callback, I think, maybe, second or third. Uh, That's that's just joke writing, though, right? So you, like, plant the seed early on, and then, you you know, you make some callbacks. You you water the seed, and then at the end, seed grows into a beautiful flower. The flower comes at the end of this episode. You uh, are a gardener of sorts, so you would know. Yeah, uh, I just, you know, joke structure and gardening are are two of my my favorite things. Adam's got a green thumb, so... (laughs) Green suit, green thumb. Dad, uh, the colonel asks about, you know, when when is Jill going to show off this masterpiece to her superiors, to her publishing folks? And Jill starts to make excuses. She says that, you know, the person that she she would give it to is out of town. Uh, she wouldn't want to use him to further her career. And he's like, oh, no worries. I'll go with you. We'll figure it out. And this is a prod a bit too far, I guess, for her. So she starts to come clean. No, I think um, it's it's actually, I, I think, uh, he again kind of returns to, like, the berating Tim and, like, talking about how bad Tim's taste is. And I think oh, you think that's what, what turns out? I think huh? that's kind of what compels hmm. her. I mean, I hope that's what compels her, but I don't well, know. Well, yeah, we don't know. We don't, we won't, she doesn't sort of say what her motivation is here, but Tim, you know, I do like, they do, like, a moment here where she starts to come clean and they pan to Tim and he kind of gives her, like, a nod of encouragement to keep going and it kind mm-hmm. of bolsters her. So she's, she starts to tell her dad how she really feels about the book and the colonel instantly starts to freak out, like, like he's he's gonna go grab the boys and they'll be back later. Uh, he starts yelling, but he says he's not upset. If he were upset, he'd be yelling. And as he's doing this, of course, he's yelling. So that's kind of the irony here. He shuts the door. Um, and you know what would break the tension in this scene? A military time joke. No, a suit joke. Uh, well, either are. <laughs> so they make another reference to what the suit's color actually was. Was it was it lima bean? Was it avocado? Was it pistachio? We'll find out later, I think. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Good clean fun. <laughs> Jeez. Good clean fun. All right. Uh, outside later on, Jill is taking out the trash, just doing all the chores around the house because somebody's got to do it. Well, this is where we're probably going to play our Wilson clip. I think Come we on. might because you know who outside? Who else is outside? It's Wilson. Yeah. And he's, so and, he, and he's he's reading a book and uh, he has some, some funny book jokes he's got he's got some, some things Wilson's to say book jokes wednesday we're, wisdom all right roll so we're gonna clip. we're gonna let him say it himself roll the clip baby roll the clip <laughs> wilson heidi <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho neighborette <clears throat> what are you doing well, I'm just trying to read this extremely lengthy tome that your father gave me. Why are you doing it out here? It's freezing cold. Well, I tried reading inside, but I kept falling asleep. <laughs> oh, Tim and I tried to talk to him about it today, but he just got real upset. Well, there are those people that don't respond well to criticism. Yeah, and some of them yell. Mm. You remember that movie, Old Yeller? Mm-hmm. When it came out, we thought it was about Daddy. <laughs> Well, that must have been difficult to grow up with. Yeah, it was. That's why we had this house policy never to upset him. I always tried to follow that rule, but today I couldn't. So you're feeling that telling him the truth was a mistake? I've always really adored my father. You know, I don't want to do anything to hurt that relationship. 
You mean the relationship where you don't tell him the truth? Yeah, that would be the one. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look what happened when I told him the truth. Maybe mm -hmm. I should have just kept my mouth shut. Well, George Bernard Shaw wouldn't have thought so. He said we must not stay as we are doing always what was done last time or we shall stick in the mud. Well, I'm stuck in something deep here, Wilson, but it ain't mud. As we occasionally have on, on Home Improvement, not on Home and Podcast uh, as well, as opposed to Tim talking to Wilson at the fence, it is Jill. Um, and the camera kind of pans down from the fence, and it's Wilson sitting in a lawn chair. Uh, the fence is not uh, hiding his, his chin, his jawline, but his his jacket or his coat is, or something of a scarf, so it's hidden, so we get a laugh there. And we see that he's reading the uh, the Colonel's manuscript, but he's he's dozed off, because it's, <laughs> Jordan, it's, it's so boring. It's so boring, it's, and it's uh, so I, long. I got a chuckle out of that. Uh, so Jill comes over to the fence, and she kind of calls his name, and he, he sort of wakes up, and uh, he, he mentions that he's reading it, and she asks, why are you reading it outside? And he said, because he kept falling asleep inside, because it's so boring. It's so boring, yeah. And we should say outside, it is cold. It's still winter in Michigan at this point, so it's, it's pretty chilly. Um, <laughs> so Jill talks about how the, the colonel just doesn't respond well to criticism. and He's know, a yeller. He's a yeller. When she was young, she thought <laughs> old yeller was about her father, which is... <laughs> Their whole family did. Yeah, that's. I mean, I've I've said a lot of, about the positive sides of the, the jokes here, but that's that's <laughs> I thought for sure based on like how much you seem to like this episode, you would like that. Joke. That's real, real bad actually. Uh, but they never wanted to upset Daddy. Which I don't like it when I there are two policies in this house. Yeah, don't upset Daddy and don't tell like don't show Mom that anything's going wrong. I was gonna say also not really related to this. There's something about a, a 40-year-old woman calling her father daddy that just doesn't sit well with me. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So your your mom never called your grandpa dad or daddy or anything like that? Because um, my, mine mom, my mine... mom's dad had passed away in 1974. Uh, okay. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't know, just like a grown woman saying daddy or calling her father daddy just... I mean, it just strikes me as being a little odd. It doesn't, to me, just because, in my experience, my aunts and my mom have done that, so... Your mom calls your her called or calls her dad daddy. Has in the time, yeah. Especially especially when she was talking to him. Um, okay. Now right. now that he's passed away, maybe not so much. But well, your mother is a listener. I will. I don't, I don't mean to offend, but it's just something to me strikes me. It just seems a little bit strange to me. But I'll I'll leave it at that. I'll leave mm -hmm. it at that, Jordan. Uh, we'll we get see, a George. We'll Bernard see what uh, we'll see what one day your wife does. We'll see. I would imagine then that my girlfriend would feel similar to to me in, in this front. But let's we'll, bring her on. We'll, we'll let's find bring out. her we'll, out. We'll this is like an Twitter episode of Jerry Springer. I'm bringing her out from the back. What, right what now. she thinks. Uh, I, I, I watch Steve Wilkos. Steve Wilkos. <laughs> oh, sorry. Show, so. Sorry. Uh, Wilson introduces a George Bernard Shaw quote. Uh, and Jordan, mm. you have this quote. I don't have it exactly, but I do know the paraphrase. Basically, the idea is, you know, if you keep doing what you've done in the past, you're going to stay stuck in the mud. And Jill says, I'm not stuck in mud. I'm stuck in <laughs> <laughs> But she doesn't say she it. She doesn't say that, but she should. Yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah, she basically, she alludes to it. But she would yeah. say, like, Jill never swears. She always says, like, but. Kick his butt. <laughs> Her you Texas know, accent comes like, out. Yeah. Kick his butt. Uh, but that's essentially the scene. Yeah. So she, you know, will she change her ways and tell him the truth? Will she not? We'll see. I don't know, Jordan. I guess we'll just have to. <laughs> yeah, have to see sounds what like you don't. Next scene. Sounds like you don't have any notes for the rest of this episode. I, so I, I guess I, I, I have things to say. All right, so <laughs> next scene, we uh, we head back inside, and the colonel is telling Mark about Korea, about the. You know who'd the, love to hear stories about war, Mark. Mark, <laughs> not <laughs> Brad, the kid who doesn't understand anything. Yeah, you're gonna try to regale him with your old war stories. Uh, Mark, he the colonel mentions uh, that General uh, MacArthur, uh, Douglas MacArthur, tapped him on his shoulder, and he says, "Do you know you don't know General MacArthur?" And Mark says, "No, but I know General Motors." <laughs> really funny, really and it makes you know it makes complete sense. You know, Tim's a car guy. They're in Michigan. Yeah, uh, it vehicle, works. Vehicle City. It works on uh, every level. It works on all of the levels. Uh, they uh, he. He's teaching this kid good things, you know, like how to pretend an apple's a grenade, things like that. Uh, he throws the apple grenade. Jill catches it. 
Oh, it's perfect. That was, thought that was cool. Uh, and this is where we have. <laughs> you a, a are real... so generous in this episode. It's unreal. Sorry, I like to enjoy things. My bad. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Jill and her father finally have the heart to heart that they have been missing for however old Jill is thirty six, thirty seven years old. Yeah, this has been uh, thirty years in the making here. Jordan, things. This is where they stop being polite and start getting real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Uh, she she says, you know, I didn't. You don't take criticism well. I couldn't couldn't talk to you growing up and we had to just walk on eggshells at home uh you're not easy to talk to things uh, kind of explode at first you know the colonel initially does not take this well no he doesn't he says i'm easy to talk to we're talking now uh, that's, i guess that's more how it ends which is also just kind of stupid he you know? also like, thinks that like he knew everything about what was happening in the house yeah um, but jill went on a peace march with tommy the commie oh my gosh instead of being at a ski or all-girl ski weekend yeah, one of those all-girl ski we- weekends in Texas. Yeah, those are pretty common, I would think. Um, hey, she they, obviously was going to travel for that trip because she went to Washington for that march. That is, you bring up a good point. Um, but, you know, they, they make up in the end. Uh, it happens really fast. Uh, he softens. And, I, don't, I don't know at what point, like, what she says to soften him, but, boy, does he melt and apologize. He apologizes. He feels bad. And you know what? It was hard for him being a general growing up with five women in the house. And he just didn't. He didn't know what to do. He He was used to being around all these, you know, men who were battle hardened and military people. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, at moments like this, we need to break the tension. Mm -hmm. And you know what's going to break the tension in this episode? That puck machine, baby. No. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) My mistake. Even better than the puck machine. Uh, Tim, t- so, so just as they're, they've made their, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're on good terms again and they've, they've said their apologies and I think they're, uh, perhaps, uh, embracing each other's hands. Tim walks down with this, this suit we've been hearing about the whole episode and, uh, boy, does know, it deliver. And, it, and he says something about, I think it's actually, uh, any name, I think it's, I don't know. Lima bean. Lima bean or is it like a heat, a heathen or a, a heather colored? That was earlier. An obscure color and uh, crowd goes wild. I go wild. <laughs> really good. At really least good. something. It's good to see a joke build. Like you know, you heighten, you heighten, you heighten Jordan, and then eventually <laughs> the joke just kind of explodes, and it's fantastic. It's, Boy. It, the 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 suit bits were fused, and then this was the the bomb exploding at the end. Yeah, of it was a pistachio delight. It delivered uh, ten time ten out of ten, baby. Uh, so final scene outside the. Uh, He's he's tweaked the puck machine, and uh, we also find out the colonel is he's it's twenty degrees outside. But the colonel he's he's just he's messing with his Lincoln, and uh, Tim shows he's showing Jill the puck machine. He puts the puck in. We get a really lousy. This uh, is the worst C- CGI. Worst. Puck. It looks just like a black smudge on the screen for a second, and then uh, it sh- he puts the puck in. It shoots up, and it apparently hits the colonel's. Uh, Even Lincoln. the sound effect is like a. Thunk. Yeah. It's just like a very strange sound. It's the worst visual slash sound effect they've done in a long time. You think it's worse than Al's mom as the giant? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Roll credits <laughs> fade to black. The Colonel. I mean, bad as in like quality. You know, not as much it as is, like it funny. It looks bad. It looks bad. Jordan. Funny is not what I'm reading here. That's enough, Jordan. Uh, highs and lows. <laughs> highs and lows. Um, Start with highs. your highs if you can come up with any. Jeez. Yeah. No, I did enjoy the relationship that Tim and the Colonel have. I think that's a fun thing that they tease each other and joke and seem to really like each other, which is is good to see because y- you hear so much about like I feel like the trope, you know, in in sitcoms is like the in laws. Oh, the in laws, and they're terrible. I expected kind of that stuff. too. I really. Yeah. Did. So it was that was a little bit different and, and refreshing. Um, you know, the, the actor that plays the Colonel reminded me of his name. Um, Emmett Walsh. Yeah, I think he does a really good job here. He's just solid all the way around. I like his performance. He heightens things when they need to heighten. He plays angry. He plays happy. He does it all. Um, I did like that. Lowe's pretty much everything else that happened in the episode for me. Um, I did not like the fact that they recycled this plot line from when Jill's mom came. But this one was so much better than the other one. Well, it's... I, I think. It's another episode where Jill just becomes completely irrational um, and does not fit into character at all. Um, too many military time jokes for me and too many green suit jokes for me. I think that might be a high for you, but for me it was a low. Uh, and again, just a really poor tool time opening. So I just didn't enjoy this episode as much as you did, so I, I guess I'll let you talk about it now. 
Um, I mean, I could go really fast. Highs, everything, lows, nothing. <laughs> um, highs. Is this your favorite episode in the series so far? No, it's not. I think I'm maybe overcompensating a little bit because I, I've, I've sensed how much you don't like it, and I like it sure. more, so I've, I've perhaps oversold it. I do like this one. Uh, highs, I think M. Emmett Walsh was really good as the colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would almost... I would almost say it's it's not quite a Christopher McDonald uh, for whom the Belch Tolls performance, but it's just like a good uh, character actor with film experience and acting experience and just fitting the role very well coming you, in and, and stealing the show. Would you say top five maybe guest appearance? I would put it, yeah. I think it's on the Borg 9 Jack Elam level as yeah, far as I'm it's concerned. It's good. It's good. He's quite good. Uh, and that went a long ways for me. I did like a lot of the jokes in this. Um I, I, I enjoyed the suit jokes. I liked it when Brad uh, was outside with the hockey puck and that kind of uh, that little uh, routine there. I I laughed a lot at this one. Uh, various jokes throughout, even even the the dumber ones, with the exception of Old Yeller. I I I got a good amount of uh, chuckles out of this one. Um, I what else did I like? Let's see. Highs. I'm glad to hear that you you know this brought you some joy. It brought me a lot of joy. I, Wilson, I know that you've I been having Wilson... a tough time lately, so this. This was important to you. I don't agree. Uh, <laughs> Wilson's fence segment was funny. I thought he had some good lines there. Uh, yeah, just a lot of this episode really, really worked for me. I even liked their, although it was a little bit rushed, I even liked their kind of reconciliation at the end. Mm-hmm. Lowe's, the home improvement, uh, or rather tool time opening to open the home improvement episode was lame, and they've been lame for, I don't know. Too how long. Many, how many straight episodes? That one wasn't especially funny. Um... I don't know. I mean, other other than that, yeah, I don't know. I, you, I, that was, that you was liked my main it. Low. That's fine. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, you liked, I liked it. it. 10 out of 10 would recommend uh, M.M. Walsh, A Revelation. <laughs> and that's, so just, that's when, uh, just when Rosalind Moore and Howard J. Morris are at their lowest of lows, they totally redeem themselves. Yeah, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Mm. All right. So, that is the dichotomy that we have for episode 65, more The Colonel. More so lately, I feel like we've been a little bit a little bit more, episodes have been more divisive, I think. Yeah, I feel like we're changing as people, and maybe our priorities are different. I think you're becoming <laughs> more grouchy, a little bit grouchier. And, uh, I'm, I'm an old man. I am a little bit older than you, so a bit sour. that makes sense. Yeah, you're like quite a bit older than me, actually. <laughs> You'll be here in about six months. That's true. Yeah, something about <laughs> being 28 just really, just don't, you just lose your will to laugh. Hey, I'm not 28 yet. Yeah, you are. Do you know, are you? Wait, you know when my birthday is. All right, this yeah. is, we're gonna have to All take right, this off. This is interesting. We can edit that out. Fine. <laughs> Let's talk social media. All right. Should, should we enter Sean's social media corner? I think we should. Absolutely. Sean is always welcoming, so it's a good place to go after a a hard episode where we disagree on so much. Sean, um, he he wants to let us know how you can contact us, like he has in the past. So. You can reach out to us at thehomeandpodcast.com. You can email us at homeandpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at homeandpodcast, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeandpodcast. If you'd like to sponsor the show, so many different ways to do so. You can donate um, a one-time thing on our website. You can donate a monthly gift as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com. Um, we are giving away sponsorships or selling sponsorships, I should say. So reach out to us if you're interested in that. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the ways that you enter the giveaway too. So it's, it's crucial that you leave an iTunes review or, uh, sign up for a a Patreon patron. That way you can get this awesome book that we're giving away. Adam, what's going on with Twitter? You know, early on in, when Twitter first started, Ashton Kutcher, you know, he was one of the first celebrities to have sure. a Twitter, and it really blew up, and everybody thought, oh, Ashton Kutcher's really got to figure it figured out. We're kind of the 2017 equivalent of Ashton Kutcher on Twitter, so a must-follow. you got to see what we're doing. It's crazy. It's whack. It's awesome. All right, to that end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Poll on Twitter. Have you ever been ice fishing? Tell us when and where. Uh, 17 total votes, which surprised me. Uh, 5% said... What's that? All one word, all caps. Uh, 24% said yes, 71% said no. So uh, roughly a fourth of, uh, of our listeners have been ice fishing. And I don't know, we, we talked about opening the mailbag, but maybe I'll just talk about the responses that we got specifically right now. Jordan, how do you feel about that? That's fine. All right, so uh, at Kmans15 uh, responded to this, and he said he went ice fishing somewhere near Marquette. It was freezing and 
So uh, <laughs> a fond memory. And then I believe an, another listener responded, uh, and I'm looking for that as we speak. Yes. Uh, we are prepared here on the Home and Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, at AC Recito says that he went ice fishing, and it was dope. So uh, one kind of fond memory about ice fishing, and the other, well, mm. less less fond. But uh, thanks, everyone, for reaching out um, on Twitter. We'll continue tweeting and, uh, yeah, get get involved in, uh, in our giveaways and, and various things. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, at uh, Dan's Devon Girl, she tweeted at us uh, relatively recently, and it's a crossword puzzle. And uh, one of the uh, the words that she was looking for was Zaxxon, which was a reference to the uh, the game that the boys play in the Up Your Alley episode from season mm-hmm. one, which was one of my favorite episodes of that season. So. Yeah, those are sweet memories. A plan really came together, didn't it? Yeah, it was like Ocean's Eleven kind of plan coming together, and I was yeah. really excited. So. Yeah, so good memories, good interactions. So definitely reach out to us on all those different platforms. We'd and love I actually to want to you. say one more thing. Things are coming to me later. Uh, I am going to be posting the christmas episode poll oh uh, this is important everyone listen up yeah this is really important actually so i think i'm gonna post the poll today and i'm gonna leave it up for like maybe as long as a month i think to really get the full amount do they have uh, that option you can just leave it open for a really long time you can yes okay uh so i will be posting that and i think what we're going to do is i'm going to be posting one of three options and those options going to be the santa claus 2 so we did the Santa Claus uh, last year. We could be doing the Santa Claus too. The other option is Christmas with the Cranks, and uh, I my plan is now is is to do El Camino Christmas, which is something we talked about quite a while ago, which was the Tim Allen Netflix movie that's coming, and I, I think that's coming in early December. Uh, so I'm, I'm my plan now is to have that as an option as well. So one of three Tim Allen Christmas films will be posted. I suppose I could add I'll Be Home for Christmas, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie, too. Ooh, yeah, definitely put that on there. So four options. The Santa Claus 2, I'll Be Home for Christmas. I hope we don't have to watch that. That one's really bad. (laughs) Uh, El Camino Christmas or Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, I'll leave it open for quite a while. Whichever one wins, is that's going to be our, you, our Christmas episode. You so. probably shouldn't have mentioned that you don't like that movie because our fans seem to like to spite you, they're as rabid. they did with they, the board they, game. They're rabid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll do whatever. It's it's going to be good. It's the holiday season, so uh, look for that. Vote on that because, yeah, whatever you guys uh, guys and girls decide, we will do. So. Mm, all right. With that, we move on to the question of the week. And, Adam, I think you're up. I'm up. Jordan, in this episode, there's a puck chucker. Hockey references. Mm. Hockey is a thematically sport. A, a sport, and that is it mentioned this episode. We grew up in Michigan. Detroit yeah. Wings play there. Sure. Uh, I myself have not ever been very fond of hockey, nor have I had a real close relationship with it. Jordan, what have your experiences been with hockey mm. as a sport? Yeah, back back in the olden days, we used to play sometimes street hockey in in like the in the street right in front of my house where we used to have those little hoops that we set up for basketball. Uh, I never could rollerblade, never been a rollerblader. So uh, we played a lot with people who just had their shoes on. But <laughs> sounds very, it's very more like, hillbilly. More like floor hockey. Uh, I didn't. I mean, it was mostly my brothers when they were a little bit older than me playing that. So I played once in a while. But as far as watching hockey, you know. It always surprises people when they hear I'm from Michigan and they like hockey because they're like, oh, Red Wings. But I have it's the only sport that I really have never been able to get into, basically, at least popular. Um, just don't enjoy watching it. Not even when the playoffs really come on. Not really that interesting to me. Uh, there were a couple of video games that were hockey video games that I enjoyed, but that mm-hmm. was about it. So not not for me. What about you? Yeah, you know, it's very much the, I echo what you just said, I think, again, like people find out you're from Michigan, or, you know, we we grew up during a time when the Red Wings were really good, like they won those back-to-back Stanley Cups, and they won a couple again in the 2000s, but yeah, I just have never been very interested in hockey. I guess my dad wasn't interested in hockey, and I think I mm-hmm. kind of followed a lot of his interests uh, from an athletic perspective when I was younger, but I, I even as I've grown older and I've kind of... Uh, I don't know, distance myself from some of the things that maybe my dad liked that I, I thought I liked. I, I still don't really like hockey. Um, I, I also, I've ice skated maybe twice in my life. I'm bad at it. I don't like it. Uh, I can yeah, maybe rollerblades. I can rollerblade maybe a little bit better than you, but not, I'm not a, a strong rollerblader by any means. 
And yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I've never been to a Red Wings game. <laughs> People used to go to like Flint General, at least my friends in elementary yeah. school used to go to Flint General's games for their birthday. And, you know, I was more, I was excited to go and maybe like go to the concession stand or something, <laughs> just like walk around, but I never really watched the games to speak of. So yeah, I, I don't know. It just, I've never, never really played, never been really interested in following it. Um, I know the Red Wings have been really good. It would have been fun to have been. Did you, you know, ever inter- go to a Red Wings game? That. No, I have not. No. I don't think I have either. I've gone to a Generals game, but I don't think Red Wings. I think we are an anomaly. I would Perhaps. Say. Although I don't know a ton of I think we're an anomaly in a lot of different ways. Maybe not just hockey related, but... We are enigmatic in mm. all of the ways. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Jordan, not my best question. Hey, not, not my bad. worst. Not yeah, my worst. It's but, certainly uh, better than the alternative titles that you came up with earlier. So. <laughs> it's been... Yeah, I suppose you're right. Uh, what are we covering next week, Jordan? Next week, we're going to be covering Room for Change. Okay, and we are not speculating on what that's going to be. We're so. not going to. Adam does not want to. But I don't, I don't care we should say thank you to this uh, our podcast episode sponsor, Stuck in the 90s Podcast. You can find them at stuckinthe90spodcast.com or at sit90s. Uh, they're pretty awesome guys, so go ahead and listen to them. If and you love the 90s and you checked out the other guys, you're going to love these guys too. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's 90s. It's... It's a great time. It's coming back. Everybody's wearing chokers. Everybody's wearing flannel. Everybody still thinks Nirvana's good. I mean, Jordan, it's cyclical, man. I know. The 90s. Everything is cyclical. The 90s. That's and when we, when we start our you know, 90s podcast network, these guys are certainly going to be people we re- reach out to. You know? Yeah, they're going to be one of the first people we reach out to. That's for sure, because they're putting out a quality product on a Start. weekly or semi-weekly basis. And Jordan, that's that's really all you can ask for, right? Ringing ring an endorsement from your favorite home improvement podcast hosts. I mean, we, we hope. There's like five other ones <laughs> some, somehow. So I don't weird how that happened. But uh, Jordan, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Listeners, thank you for listening. And I guess I should say, take care. Take care, everybody.